Today is November 26th. This is Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer. Welcome in and welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me on our journey through the Bible today. We're going to be reading from Daniel, First Peter, Psalms, and Proverbs. And in our readings, we're going to witness some amazing stories of faith, courage, and hope in the face of trials and persecution. And we all need those reminders from time to time to stay encouraged on our own journeys as we endure struggles and adversity and difficulties and stressors that test our ability to endure, to keep going, to keep pressing forward. We're going to learn some practical wisdom for living as followers of Jesus Christ in a hostile world, and we're going to meditate some more on the beauty and power of God's Word in our lives as we read through Psalm 119. But before we dive into the reading today, I want to take a moment to celebrate a very special person in my life. Today is Bay's birthday, y'all. My husband, Shannon, and my partner in this podcast and everything else, he has made my life so beautiful and interesting and fun and full and rich and everything. Like, it has been quite the journey and I'm so grateful for him. He is the one, in case you may not know, he's the one who makes this podcast possible with his technical skills, his creative input, and his generous heart. He is a gift from God to me, definitely, and to all of you by extension because you listen to this podcast. So, Bay, happy birthday. I love you more than I could ever tell you in this lifetime. You are my favorite person in the world, my best friend, and I'm so blessed to share this journey with you. There is no other person I would rather do it with. And speaking of journeys, today is also a new day and a new week on our journey. It's a fresh start. We have before us a new opportunity to grow, to learn, to serve, to show up, to love. It's a chance for us to reset our priorities, to renew our commitments, and to refocus our attention on what matters most. So let's begin this day and this week with gratitude, with intention, with purpose, with a sense of joy, and with faith. Let's open our hearts and our minds to God's word and let him speak to us through it. Are y'all ready? We are reading from a new translation this week because that's what we do at the beginning of each week. We're reading from the Christian Standard Bible. Let's get going, growing, and flowing in these verses. Daniel chapter 2, verse 24 through chapter 3, verse 30. Therefore Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had assigned, to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He came and said to him, Don't destroy the wise men of Babylon. Bring me before the king, and I will give him the interpretation. Then Arioch quickly brought Daniel before the king and said to him, I have found a man among the Judean exiles who can let the king know the interpretation. The king said in reply to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, Are you able to tell me the dream I had and its interpretation? Daniel answered the king, No wise man, medium, magician, or diviner is able to make known to the king the mystery he asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, and he has let King Nebuchadnezzar know what will happen in the last days. Your dream and the visions that came into your mind as you lay in bed were these. Your majesty, while you were in your bed, 
Thoughts came to your mind about what will happen in the future. The revealer of mysteries has let you know what will happen. As for me, this mystery has been revealed to me, not because I have more wisdom than anyone living, but in order that the interpretation might be known to the king and that you may understand the thoughts of your mind. The Dream's Interpretation your Majesty, as you were watching, suddenly a colossal statue appeared. That statue, tall and dazzling, was standing in front of you, and its appearance was terrifying. The head of the statue was pure gold, its chest and arms were silver, its stomach and thighs were bronze, its legs were iron, and its feet were partly iron and partly fired clay. As you were watching, a stone broke off without a hand touching it, struck the statue on its feet of iron and fired clay, and crushed them. Then the iron, the fired clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were shattered and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away, and not a trace of them could be found. But the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This was the dream. Now we will tell the king its interpretation. Your majesty, you are king of kings. The God of the heavens has given you sovereignty, power, strength, and glory. Wherever people live, or wild animals, or birds of the sky, he has handed them over to you and made you ruler over them all. You are the head of gold. After you, there will arise another kingdom inferior to yours, and then another, a third kingdom of bronze, which will rule the whole earth. A fourth kingdom will be as strong as iron, for iron crushes and shatters everything, and like iron that smashes, it will crush and smash all the others. You saw the feet and toes, partly of a potter's fired clay and partly of iron. It will be a divided kingdom, though some of the strength of iron will be in it. You saw the iron mixed with clay, and that the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly fired clay. Part of the kingdom will be strong, and part will be brittle. You saw the iron mixed with clay. The peoples will mix with one another, but will not hold together, just as iron does not mix with fired clay. In the days of those kings, the God of the heavens will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, and this kingdom will not be left to another people. It will crush all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, but will itself endure forever. You saw a stone break off from the mountain without a hand to touching it, and it crushed the iron, bronze, fired clay, silver, and gold. The great God has told the king what will happen in the future. The dream is certain, and its interpretation reliable. Nebuchadnezzar's response. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell face down, worshipped Daniel, and gave orders to present an offering and incense to him. The king said to Daniel, Your God is indeed God of gods, Lord of kings, and a revealer of mysteries, since you are able to reveal this mystery. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many generous gifts. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and chief governor over all the wise men of Babylon. At Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to manage the province of Babylon. But Daniel remained at the king's court. Nebuchadnezzar's Gold Statue King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue, 90 feet high and 9 feet wide. 
He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to assemble the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces to attend the dedication of the statue King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces assembled for the dedication of the statue the king had set up. Then they stood before the statue Nebuchadnezzar had set up. A herald loudly proclaimed, People of every nation and language, you are commanded. When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music, you are to fall face down and worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. But whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. Therefore, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and every kind of music, people of every nation and language fell down and worshipped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, the furnace of blazing fire. Some Chaldeans took this occasion to come forward and maliciously accuse the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. You as king have issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music must fall down and worship the gold statue. Whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. There are some Jews you have appointed to manage the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men have ignored you, the king. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Then, in a furious rage, Nebuchadnezzar gave orders to bring in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar asked them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is it true that you don't serve my gods or worship the gold statue I have set up? Now if you're ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music, fall down and worship the statue I made. But if you don't worship it, you will immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. And who is the God who can rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to give you an answer to this question. If the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you as king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with rage, and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He gave orders to heat the furnace seven times more than was customary, and he commanded some of the best soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. So these men in their trousers, robes, head coverings, and other clothes were tied up and thrown into the furnace of of blazing fire. Since the king's command was so urgent and the furnace extremely hot, the raging flames killed those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the furnace of blazing fire, delivered from the fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm. He said to his advisors, Didn't we throw three men bound into the fire? 
Yes, of course, your majesty, they replied to the king. He exclaimed, look, I see four men, not tied, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of blazing fire and called, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come out. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. When the satraps, prefects, governors, and the king's advisors gathered around, they saw that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men. Not a hair of their heads was singed. Their robes were unaffected, and there was no smell of fire on them. Nebuchadnezzar exclaimed, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel and rescued his servants who trusted in him. They violated the king's command and risked their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I issue a decree that anyone of any people, nation, or language who says anything offensive against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be torn limb from limb and his house made a garbage dump, for there is no other God who is able to deliver like this. Then the king rewarded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 through chapter 5, verse 14. End time ethics. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and sober-minded for prayer. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides, so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Christian Suffering Dear friends, don't be surprised when the fiery ordeal comes among you to test you as if something unusual were happening to you. Instead, rejoice as you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may also rejoice with great joy when his glory is revealed. If you are ridiculed for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or a meddler. But if anyone suffers as a a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in having that name. For the time has come for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who disobey the gospel of God? And if a righteous person is saved with difficulty, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust themselves to a faithful creator while doing what is good about the elders. I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and witness to the sufferings of Christ, as well as one who shares in the glory about to be revealed. Shepherd God's flock among you, not overseeing out of compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not out of greed for money, but eagerly, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. In the same way, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Conclusion 
Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. Be sober-minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Resist him firm in the faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little while. To him be dominion forever. Amen. Through Sylvanus, a faithful brother, as I consider him, I have written to you briefly in order to encourage you and to testify that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you greetings, as does Mark, my son. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. Psalm 119 verses 81 through 96. Kaf, I long for your salvation. I put my hope in your word. My eyes grow weary looking for what you have promised. I ask, when will you comfort me? Though I have become like a wineskin dried by smoke, I do not forget your statutes. How many days must your servant wait? When will you execute judgment on my persecutors? The arrogant have dug pits for me. They violate your instruction. All your commands are true. People persecute me with lies. Help me. They almost ended my life on earth, but I did not abandon your precepts. Give me life in accordance with your faithful love, and I will obey the decree you have spoken. Lamed, Lord, your word is forever. It is firmly fixed in heaven. Your faithfulness is for all generations. You established the earth, and it stands firm. Your judgments stand firm today, for all things are your servants. If your instruction had not been my delight, I would have died in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for you have given me life through them. I am yours. Save me, for I have studied your precepts. The wicked hope to destroy me, but I contemplate your decrees. I have seen a limit to all perfection, but your command is without limit. Proverbs 28 verses 15 and 16. A wicked ruler over a helpless people is like a roaring lion or a charging bear. A leader who lacks understanding is very oppressive, but one who hates dishonest profit prolongs his life. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come humbly before you, grateful for the grace that flows from your throne. You, O God of all grace, have called us to share in your eternal glory through Christ Jesus. And Lord, we just stand in awe of your love that is as deep as the ocean, as high as the heavens. Lord, we acknowledge that in our journeys of faith, we face trials, we face hardships, we face adversity, we face situations that we don't understand, we face suffering that we don't comprehend. And Lord, we may stumble, we may falter, we may experience moments of pain and periods of distress. But even in these times, we are reminded of your promise. You have promised to restore us, to establish us, to strengthen us, and to support us after we have suffered a little while. And Lord, we don't always know what a little while means. Sometimes a little while feels like a really long time, but we will cling 
to this promise, Lord, in our moments of weakness, restore us. In our seasons of uncertainty, establish us. When we are weary and worn, strengthen us. And in our times of need, Lord, support us, lift us up. Let your grace be our sufficiency. Let your strength be our support. To you, our God, belongs all power, all dominion forever and ever. Lord, we surrender our lives to you, confident in your promises. Lord, we are leaning and trusting in your grace. To you be all glory, all honor, and all praise now and forevermore. Lord, we ask all of these things in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and all the people of God said together, amen. And our affirmation for today, I am a person of vision, integrity, and passion. I spend my energy on the things that matter most to me, my time on things that bring me joy, and my thoughts on things that are conducive to my growth and development. I am a person of vision, integrity, and passion. I spend my energy on the things that matter most to me, my time on things that bring me joy, and my thoughts on things that are conducive to my growth and development. And our aphorism, it is good to have an end to journey toward, but it is the journey that matters in the end. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being on this extraordinary expedition with me. May God bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, you belong here and we belong together on this journey. I love you. And if God says the same, I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you.